Welcome to Chabad Inspiration. The Talmud in the Tractate of Tainus, page 25b, tells the following story. This will all come back to anger management and some other interesting issues. The Talmud tells us, Maisev Rabbi Eliezer, a story happened with Rabbi Eliezer, the great sage of the Talmud, Shayarad Lifni Ateva. He went to pray by the ark. In other words, he was sent on behalf of the congregation as the chazan near the ark. And he prayed for rain. There was a drought. Va'amar and he said to Almighty God, Esrim ve'arba baruchis. 24 blessings. Even Shmon Esra only has 18. With Vulam al it's 19. And Vulay Nana. And he was not answered. After 24 blessings, heaven did not respond. After he finished, Yarad Rabbi Akiva Akharov. Rabbi Akiva, his student, went over to the ark and he began to pray on behalf of the congregation. What did Rabbi Akiva pray? The words that we all recognize. Vamarani said, Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king, Ain Lanu Melach Elata. We have no other king except for you. Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king, Lemancha, for your sake. Rachim Aleinu, have mercy on us. The Talmud says, V'yarduk And rain came down. Now the sages of the Talmud were wondering, what is going on? Rabbi Eliezer, the teacher, who said 24 blessings, did not merit to bring down the rain. Rabbi Akiva, the student, came and he said a short, brief prayer, and he achieved what his own teacher couldn't achieve. So the sages were whispering amongst each other. Strange. The student outperforms the teacher. Says the Talmud, A heavenly voice came forth and said, It's not because Rabbi Akiva is a greater sage than his teacher, Rabbi Eliezer. It's because Rabbi Akiva is a forgiving person. He's Ma'avir al-Midaisov, literally translated, he passes over his emotions. However, his teacher, Rabbi Eliezer, is not a forgiving person. In other words, he does not pass over his emotions in the literal translation of Ma'avir al-Midaisov. Pass over your emotions. Just because we have a particular emotion, just because we're upset and angry at somebody because they obviously did something and they wronged us, Nevertheless, the Talmud expects forgiveness. And therefore, if Rabbi Eliezer didn't forgive, then even 24 of his prayers didn't work. Rabbi Akiva, whose student, who did forgive, his short, brief prayer of Avinu Malkeinu was able to bring about the rain. This story will be quoted in a moment in this discourse, this mimer, as it's called in, in Yiddish and Hebrew, by Hasidim, which was said by Rabbi Schneir Zalman, the founding father of Chabad. It was documented by his son in a manuscript, the Mittler Rebbe, who later succeeded him. In the year of 1808, these talks were given, and in a book which was printed in Brooklyn, New York, a number of years ago, after they found the manuscript, and they put it into print, on page 6 and 7 of this book, of Tafkuf Samaches, as it's known in the Hebrew, Maimari Admur Azakin Tavkuf Samaches, the Maimarim, 
the discourses which were said by Admur Hazokin, by the old Rebbe, meaning the Alter Rebbe, Rebbe Shneir Zalman, in the year of Tavkuf Samaches, Tavkuf Samaches, 1808. Rebbe Shneir Zalman quotes the famous Gemara, a piece of Talmud, which is only one line. It won't take a long time to quote it. The Talmud says, in another location, in Tainus Tavchaf, in the tractate of Tainus, in the same tractate as before, but on a different page, this is page 20a, Tavchaf Amadalaf. The Gemara says one line, Tanur Abanam, our sages taught us, La'ilam, always, Yehei Adam Rachtekana, a person should be soft like a reed, but he should not be hard like a cedar. The reed is soft, it bends, it's flexible. The cedar is hard and stubborn. And the Talmud goes on to say that by being stubborn and hard, not good things can come from that. In fact, when hard winds blow and the cedar doesn't give any way, eventually the cedar can snap and break. Whereas the reed, it's true that the wind will bend him a little bit, but at the end of the day, the reed survives because he wasn't hard and stubborn. He was willing to go with the flow, so to speak, and give in a little bit to the wind. And then later when the wind passes, it continues and it survives. It's not destroyed as a result of its own stubbornness and hard character. Says Abshneir Zalman the following. As we know from the Talmud, referring to the Talmud that we just read, a person should be soft like a reed and not as hard as cedar. Because the cedar is very, very hard. Even the winds of the world don't successfully budge him from his place. Not even a little bit. That is a negative. Same is true for a person whose emotions are stubborn and hard, like a baby. He says, what do you mean like a baby? He says, because if somebody offends him, <coughs> excuse me, then he can't tolerate the other person. How dare you? Not even a little bit. And if somebody insults him, he can't tolerate, he can't take it. Why? Because he's like a child who is stubborn and his emotions are very strong in one direction. And therefore the Alter Rebbe continues and he says, for this reason, a person, Adam Kazeh, such a person, whose emotions are hard and strong, like a cedar, they never become any weaker, from an intellectual point of view, they don't realize what we would call in English intellectual maturity. As we say, give it up, okay, it's not the end of the world. It's, somebody's asking you forgiveness, so you forgive for somebody else's insults that they said to you, or whatever it may be, they, they, they wronged you. Says the Alter Rebbe, this person is not capable of doing that. Why? It, because their mind doesn't control their emotions. He doesn't have the ability in his emotions to take two opposites, the emotion of kindness and the opposite emotion, which is judgment, which is in Hebrew called chesed and gevura, and he can't turn them into one 
to harmonize them. Since his emotions are as strong and hard as a cedar, therefore when this person becomes angry, he's a purely incapable of having mercy on anybody at that moment. He's having a rage, he's having a fit. A little child, if you see a child who's having a fit, Try to ask that baby for, for at that moment to please share their lollipop. They're, they're immature, they're little, it's a little child, a baby. Their emotions now are all wound up in one direction. So they cannot be kind at the moment that they are angry. On the other hand, when they're being nice and they're in a good mood, there's no anger whatsoever, there's no trace of anger. It's, it's extremes. They're so far apart one from another that when you see one, when you press play on one of them, that's the emotion that's in gear. When he's angry, he's absolutely fully angry. There's no room for even considering kindness. When he's busy being kind, there's no room for anger. Now, Tenebis says, why is this all? Because they don't have the ability of harmonizing of what's known in Hebrew as hiskalulus, mature intellectual maturity, of integrating all the emotions together, let them cooperate, mutual cooperation. There is a concept of being upset, absolutely. Somebody wronged the person, that person has a right to be angry, on the one hand. On the other hand, the person can find a way to be forgiving, and therefore they can also be nice. Says the Altareb, very powerful words. What is the true proof my face amiti, the true proof, the absolute proof that this person, this adult, is behaving like a child, like a baby. This person is incapable to forgive somebody that wronged them. And they are not capable of being like Rabbi Akiva, as the Talmud said before, which we saw in Tainus. They are not capable of being forgiving and passing over their emotions. Then the Altarebbe writes in brackets. An individual who's capable of passing over their emotions, in other words, they're a forgiving person. The source of that person's soul is from the world of Tikkun. Tikkun is the world of rectification, perfecting the world, Tikkun Olam. A soul that comes from the source of Tikkun has the ability to harmonize two opposites and work with them together in mutual cooperation, mutual understanding. And each one allows the other one room to coexist. However, a human being, a person who is incapable of overlooking their emotions, in other words, they cannot be a forgiving person, the origin and the root of their soul is in the world of chaos. Before the world was created the way we know it now, we study in Hasidus and in Kabbalah, it was another world. It was a world of chaos. It didn't exist. It didn't last. It was destroyed. It had Shvira Sakelem in the Kabbalistic language. The vessels broke. It doesn't mean a physical set of dishes that broke. It means to say it couldn't contain itself anymore because everybody argued my position is, position is right and there's no way one was willing to give some room for the other. So if there's no room for another and your emotion, the way you see things must be your way, and you can't make room even for another person who's willing to work with you, but you have to have it always 100% your way, 
That says the Alter Rebbe, that is an individual who comes from the source of Toyu of Chaos. And this is what our sages were hinting at. In the story of Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Akiva, which we studied before, where Rabbi Eliezer was not answered despite his 24 prayers, and Rabbi Akiva was, says the Alter Rebbe, why? Hai Mavir, Chulu. This one was willing to overlook his emotions, and this one wasn't. Rabbi Akiva's soul, his neshama, its source was in the world of the oral Torah, at its very source. And therefore, the kulus because all of the anonymous statements in the Talmud, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, if it doesn't have a name, kulu it all goes, all the teachings of all the different scholars all of them, Aliba de Rabbi Akiva, they are all following in the statements and the teachings of Rabbi Akiva who taught them all. And we will learn that later regarding where the Torah comes from. But it too comes from the world of Tikkun, from the world of rectification. In other words, Rabbi Shneir Zalman is giving us here a key to human reality. When a person is angry at somebody and they want to be able to forgive, then what they need to do is to find a way to allow their intellectual maturity to overcome the emotions of the heart and not allow to be the emotions of the heart as hard as a cedar, but rather should be as soft as a reed. And when a person is soft as a reed, then the intellectual mind, the maya chadas, as the Alter Rebbe says, the ability of focused meditation, of understanding, it's true, the other person that hurt them, but they're, they're apologizing. So you can harmonize the two opposites. It doesn't have to be judgment versus kindness. Both can coexist. Later, many pages later in the same manuscript, in the Hebrew it's page 87, on page Zion, Rabbi Shneir Zalman quotes, Al-Tarebbe quotes a very interesting Pasuk of the Torah, and it's in the same line what we're talking now. Rabbi Shneir Zaman quotes, when the Jewish people worship the golden calf, and God said he wants to annihilate the people, and he's going to start a new nation from Moshe. For Moses, he's going to start a brand new nation. The new people of Israel will be the descendants just of, of Moshe, and the old people will perish. So Moshe came along to God, and he asked God to forgive, to forgive the Jewish people. And he was successful. And towards his end of his prayer, Moshe says to God the following words, in the Torah portion of Kisisa. And Mesha says to God, If I only found favor in your eyes, I'm asking you, please, Please, God, come back and walk with us. Why? Because the Jewish people are a stiff-necked people. They're a stubborn nation. And therefore, you should forgive Please forgive us for all our sins and so on. Al-Tarebbe asks, what's the logic here? The verse reads, because they're a stubborn people, therefore you should forgive. That sounds kind of, if I may use the word just for the purpose of the question, sounds kind of going backwards. Because they are stubborn, that's why I should forgive? What's the connection? If they're stubborn, so tell them to stop being so stubborn and God will forgive them. What is Moshe Rabbeinu arguing 
in a logical way, forgive them because they are stubborn. Says the Alter Rebbe here on page 87. What's the connection here between telling me that because they are stubborn and stiff-necked, that's why God has to forgive? Now, Terebbe explains something fascinating. He says, where is the, you say stiff-necked, which in Hebrew is kshay oirif. The oirif, says the Al-Terebbe, is where? The neck. We're talking about the part of the neck that is opposite the forehead. The mitzchah. So in the mind up front, in the forehead, that is the seat where a person is willing to forgive. Where is the opposite? Where does the sense of stubbornness come from? Says the Alter Rebbe, that sits physically. That's the part of the human head, the skull. It's sitting in the back of the head, facing near the neck, facing the forehead. So you essentially have two opposites. Forgiveness and intellectual maturity, the ability to harmonize and make peace comes from the front of the head. And the stubbornness comes from the back of the head of the Kshay Eidif from the stubborn back. Says the Alter Rebbe, but that sometimes has a certain advantage. Stubbornness has an advantage as well. For example, he says, when a person feels that his evil inclination, his Yetzirah, is looking to take him away from the path of God, is trying to trip him up to get him to sin, then the person has the ability to be stubborn and say, on no terms, absolutely not, I refuse, because I don't want to disconnect from my loving Father in Heaven. So the stubbornness comes into their advantage. And they are so determined with it, says the Alter Rebbe, as he goes through the entire page here, that sometimes, even if they intellectually can't bring themselves to explain to their mind, to influence their heart, to stop sinning, but they can cry out to God and say, I don't want to be doing this, help me, even though intellectually I'm having a challenge with it. And the cry comes from a sense of stubbornness, because they are stubbornly not willing to disconnect from our loving Father in Heaven. And at the end says the Alter Rebbe the following words, so it comes out, Nimsum Muvan Nakapanim, Shatsaika, Gamsho Elias Lemanagid, Laratsan Elinu, Inyan, Aratsan Shalomaila Menadas. If that's the case, crying out to God that you don't want to be separated from Hashem by sin, and you're begging God to please, and you're stubborn about it, to please help you in your situation, that is when God will say, Wow, if you're stubbornly holding your position, your position being that you don't want to disconnect from Hashem and you are crying about it, then therefore, v'salachta, I will forgive, ki inyin aslichahu, hachzaras haratzin gam lemishihir gizei, or ritzaynik varsilik mimenu, yimchal v'yislach loi, v'yigala ritzaynik boi. In other words, forgiveness is the ability to once again, a second time, hachzaras haratzin, returning the will to your friend. You had a friend, you despised your friend. Let's say your friend wronged you. Now you're angry at that friend. And now we have to restore and bring back your will to want to be a friend of that person. After all, they insulted you, they hurt you, they wronged you. Says the Alter Rebbe, the strong, stubborn will of wanting to bring it back, that will is powerful enough to override the emotion. The fact that you want it, you'll turn it into a reality. 
and therefore the forgiveness so the forgiveness the source of it where is it coming from the fact that you're implementing a very powerful ratzain which is a will and the will overrides your emotions even one who transgressed and sinned to Almighty God, we're saying to God, by doing this, and God says, yes, I will forgive you, because you are stubbornly a if you are a people of a stiff neck. In other words, what al Rebbe is saying here is that stubbornness is an advantage at certain times. If you're stubbornly willing to do what's right, you're stubbornly not willing to do what's wrong, even though it's not emotionally easy. But the fact that you believe and you know this is what's right, then ain't there's nothing more powerful than will. So you, with your willpower, you make it a reality. In other words, Rabbi Shneir Zalman is alluding a little bit to what he said in the beginning of his transcript here, that no matter what happens, we as humans have the ability to make peace and to live in peace. Does it mean there's nobody in the world that we disagree with? Just take a look at the situation in this world today. And you see many people have very different views and different opinions. So are we doomed for a world of chaos? Says the al Rebbe, absolutely not. You don't always have to be angry at the other person that has a different view than you. If you are intellectually mature, and you allow room to at least understand the other person where they're coming from, it doesn't mean that they're right. But the ability to allow another person to have another opinion besides mine, besides yours, and we're not stubborn and stiff-necked and hard as the cedar, then that in and of itself allows us to make peace. And if we intellectually can't understand it, says the Alter Rebbe, if you can't simply understand it with intellectual maturity, then just will your way through. Just say to yourself, I know this is right, I want to live in peace, I don't want to be at odds with anybody, I don't want to be fighting with anybody. And I believe that's the right thing. And although my emotions don't allow me, I want to reestablish the friendship by virtue of the fact that that's what I want. And al Rebbe says, just like God forgave the Jewish people because they were stubborn and they insisted on going in the path of God, so too can we as human beings do the same. May Almighty God bless us all that we should take our lessons from this, these amazing words of Rabbi Shneir Zalman. That even in a world of conflict, of polarized views and positions, we have the ability of a double mechanism to make peace. First of all, of focusing and meditating and thinking how we can control our emotions with our mind and bring harmony amongst two opposites, that even kindness and judgment can come together and work together and coexist. And then says the Alter Rebbe in page 87, and if that's not working for you, then just have a strong will, stubbornly, and just decide, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I want, and nothing will block us. And by doing that, by living and striving for a world of peace, and wanting a world of peace, and finding ways that we can coexist in peace and in harmony, we'll certainly merit to see the day of Mashiach's coming, when as the Ramam concludes his book, it'll, world, it'll be a world of peace, a world without any wars, no jealousy, no fighting, no, no, no problems whatsoever, no sickness, no ailments, as the Ramam writes at length at the very end of, of the book of his laws of Yad HaZaka, may we merit to see that great day with the coming of We Want Mashiach Now. Thank you very much for joining.